Welcome to another episode of the Crown and Collars podcast presented to you by Flawless Noses Media. I'm one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I ain't got no AKAs for tonight. Um, we are back. Um, and by we, I mean I'm joined by. What's going on, y'all? This is Tall Bianca XO on your Twitter feed. Uh, Tall Bianca on your clubhouse. And then you can go to Linktree slash Tall Bianca and find out where you can find me everywhere else. Oh, so you are, you you part of the clubhouse elite? Okay, you a bad bitch. I mean, I I, I poked around, asked some questions, and got an invite. I'm very grateful for it. And one of the things I I've been kind of just clicking around it and just sort of figuring it out. Um, but I yeah, had a really interesting conversation today about um, some New Orleans historical landmarks that some folks who are basically my peer group are trying to preserve because this is, these are the moves we making now. Like, you know, these are folks I used to turn up with and kick it with and have a good time. And now we're like, yo, how can we like keep New Orleans, New Orleans? All right, but speaking of clubhouse and clubhouses and things you can join, you can join the Flawless Noises Media Network by going to flawlessnoises.com and help us out either with a one-time donation or by hitting that join Patreon, become a patron link. Uh, both means of contributing to the network are greatly appreciated, and we thank you much for that. Uh, there's bonus content to be had at the Patreon, five to $10 levels. Uh, you go 10, you'll get all of it. You go five, you get most of it. It's not like, a, oh, you pay $5, you get like two bonus shows, and you pay 10, you get all, you know, eight bonus shows. It's not that kind of situation at all. But we did a fun thing at the network recently where we had sort of a roundtable and we just we just sat back and kicked it and talked and it was a good time and I am sure that Candace is going to make quite a show of it. But it was fun. It was needed. It was a glimmer of light and what was a really hard week for me personally. And I am thankful for all of the homies at Flawless Noises and I hope that you are too because we really, we ask, you know, something of your time. We don't ask you to buy products. I mean, again, you can subscribe and get more content, but we don't ask you to buy products and stuff like that. We just want you to kick it with us. We want to be voices that represent. Hopefully I mean, we do want you to purchase some merch. We do want you to purchase some merch. Um, but like, we're not hawking ads, right? We're not telling you to like save money at Geico when you go through our referral link. <laughs> right? um, you know, we're not, we're Click not here to say twenty percent off on flawless noises. So we're not we're not selling you wake up now subscriptions. So, <laughs> but but we are we understand you know that that this is this is an investment of your time and we thank you for that. This episode is going to be probably a little bit longer than typical just because we took last week off and a lot has gone on in the world since. And the reason we took last week off was because not a lot was really going on in the world we wanted to talk about and then this week just showed its ass. So. Let's get right into it. Let's begin by saying rest in peace to Alex Trebek. Yes. Um, Alex Trebek had cancer that metastasized, and he continued to work as much as he could through it. He succumbed to it uh, recently at the age of 80, which at once seems like a life taken too soon and also a life very well lived because all of us have some memory with the show Jeopardy. And by proxy, we all have this relationship with Alex Trebek because he's the consistent factor in that. Yeah. Whether you felt a certain way about a contestant who had a hot streak or 
a set of topics that, you know, maybe, wow, I can't flex in front of my friends and show how much I know because I don't know about none of this stuff or whatever it might have been. Alex Trebek was that one constant. And one of the things about him that stood out most was how capable he was of caring about people's very nerdy pursuits, right? Like he would ask very keenly, oh, so you, you, you're a bird watcher or, oh, you collect 20, early 20th century stamps only. Like he just had a way with people. He was very disarming, um, very kind. He even had fun when like the topics would be about hip hop or rap or whatever. He would have fun like reciting the verses or the bars or whatever. And he was just a gem of a person and he will be missed. That would be a very, very, very tough spot to fill on that show. But they always are like Bob Barker still with us. And to that end, a lot of us still clamor for him to go back to Price is Right. Because it don't hit the same with Drew Carey. There's really nothing to do with the childhood memories or anything like that. It's just that indelibility factor that, you know, certain people just have about them. Jeremy, your thoughts? Um, the thing that I appreciated most about Atlas Trebet is like he made being a nerd cool, and also like he like he 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 was like a nerd that shaded other nerds on his show, but like in a play, like it, it was never malicious. It was like playful shade and like he allowed you to shade him back. And that's like, that, like he made it cool. And like he made, I mean, not that I, not that learning like was ever like bad or like anything, but like he made like nerding out and learning all types of just different shit that you probably never going to use again in your goddamn life but you know it like he made it look fun he made it look entertaining he made it look endearing and he just always seemed to have just a a a warm spirit you know that that attracts people and you know with the, with his passing like you hear all these stories about how he was just a consummate professional he was just a, a kind nice person to you know his co-workers the host you know people that just came that he worked with just everybody he just it's he touched so many people um uh, both professionally directly and indirectly you know being us you know growing up with him and like you said it's like it's sad to see him go because it feels like it's too soon, but also he lived just a full life. And I say this every time, if council was an actual person, we would jump the fuck out of council. We would, we, we would, listen, it'd be listen, we would every day. We would whoop Rico on council every goddamn day. It would be. It would be on site, on concrete. <laughs> oh man references to on concrete will always make me laugh one because that nigga wasn't even on concrete and two because he yeah he hit his bowling ball ass head on that on that flow <laughs> it's what he deserves oh man couldn't have to more deserving being anyway um yeah there have been talks that lavar burton should possibly be the next host of jeopardy and if he wants it, I'm not mad at it. If he wants it, I'm not mad at it. And I feel like it, like, obviously it's not going to hit the same, obviously. But that's not a slight to, that's not a slight to Mr. Burton. That's just like, those are 
damn near impossible shoes to fill. Yeah, people had said I saw Mina Kimes was uh, suggested. Some people said Bomani Jones, and even Bo himself was like, "Y'all think I could be nice to people like this, really?" <laughs> right? <laughs> like, have you have you listened to Bo? Right. Like, and it's not that Bo is mean to people. It's just that he 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 knows where, where his line is. And shout out to him for being keen enough and self aware enough to know that. Um, I think he. I think he would have fun doing a show like Jeopardy, right? Like if that element wasn't present because he is a person who knows you know, a lot about a lot or whatever. Um, and same with Mina, but I just think that where their personalities divert is how they draw in people versus how people do things that they find objectionable and they have to draw out from. Yeah. I'm also going to apply to be the next Jeopardy host. Y'all imagine me hosting Jeopardy? Um... I can I mean, imagine I, it. I can also imagine you um, in your Talbot shoes. Wait, what? Your Talbot <laughs> shoes. <laughs> your stallions. Your st- your uh, stallies. That that job seems like it. Well, no, because Vanna White has been turning letters or touching letters. You know, now as it goes on Wheel of Fortune for basically my whole life, and I ain't never seen Vanna White in a pair of flats, so I can't talk. Um, <laughs> I can't say, oh, well, I'm 6'4 already. I shouldn't be in a healer. Oh, you know, I should no. No. Vanna White, she walked that concourse, she turned them damn letters. I can stand behind a podium in in a reasonable heel. I, I also ain't never seen Vanna White in a while out like heels or nothing like that. She be she be fancy with it, but she don't be. No, nah, I ain't never seen her on a car to be heel. But I had yeah. it's a it's a respectable heel. Not in, not not in the sense of respectability. It's like a heel that's not gonna hurt her feet too too much. Right. Yeah. It's not. It's not. A, but it's not a church heel either. Right. Like, right. We know the connotation when I say a church heel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not the repast chicken church heel. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I know the heel I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I certainly do. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it I. I, I think I'd be pretty good at it. I can, I can, I can suffer nerdetry because it is, it is my direct background, and like, I don't think I've ever been too cool to be a nerd, basically, right? But anyway, y'all know where I'm going with this. But let's, uh, let let's shift gears. Um, you want to bring in the next topic, or should I? How you want to do this? Uh, uh well uh speaking of speaking of uh being too cool um the fresh prince of bel-air reunion special that will be premiering on hbo max um the trailer for it um was revealed last week and there uh, um let me tell you something first of all everybody has aged incredibly well number one uh number two you can tell, I mean, you can tell this on the show when we watched it, but you can tell they all actually like each other and like working with each other because it was like, it literally was like going to your family reunion and seeing the family that like each other, fuck with each other, like just have just a, a good, a, a, a wang dang doodle as XD says. Um, <laughs> also, as Holland Wolf says. Yes, yes. Um and uh, obviously they were missing uh, James Avery, who we know passed in 2013. I already know once they get to that section, I'm going to cry uh, every time. Um, 
And I'm prepared first, for that. Uh, first things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Yes. 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 Um, and also the most shocking shit I think I saw was at the end of the trailer, and then some of the the, the pictures that have um leaked for the promotion. Freaking Janet Hubert with the entire cast, including Light Skin Out View. <laughs> What now, what what the fuck is 2020? Now that I listen, plot twist of all plot twists, totally didn't expect it, but at the same time, you know, I think that Janet Hubert spoke from a place of actual hurt when when she reached out in the way that she did. And look, I'm not gonna be the one to fault her for it. You know, yeah, I never have. Like the thing was like Janet was always painted unfairly, in my opinion, as like the, you know, the the bitter, angry black woman that just couldn't never let go. And I felt like people didn't give enough empathy towards her, which I mean, typically happens um, when you know black women black women are speaking about anything. Um, and while I am glad to see that, like, f- for her, t- not only to have a conversation, remember a couple of months ago when we saw that Instagram photo of Will and Janet actually talking like they was in, like, a theater or something? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is is shocking. And now to see this, it's like time really does heal our wounds. Like, I... Again, I don't know them personally. We'll see when this comes out, like what is going to be said, like how they explain what happened, the the journey that took them to get to this point. Um, like, I'm interested to hear it. But at the end of the day, I am glad that they are in a place where Will and Janet could just be in the fucking room, let alone with the rest of the cast. And also let alone with the woman who just showed up to do a job and replacing her. Like, this is huge. Yeah, and I, what I'm hoping happened, what I'm like slightly theorizing happened is not long after that that initial backlash took place, I think they all had a conversation. Um, I think, you know, feelings got put on the table and absent the spectacle of the public eye watching, they were able to reasonably hash things out, let the passage of time deal with the rest and reach a point now where they can do this with, a, a minimum on the on the drama aspect of it because when when I saw the first tweets about oh this is really happening you know they're gonna all get together and it's gonna be this whole thing it it seemed as though people were almost like thirsty for thirsting for them to like rehash some of that initial yeah. drama I think oh, not to cut y'all I think 2013-14 yeah go ahead no, I think different. I definitely agree with you in that some were thirsty for it, but I think also some were just kind of expecting it just because of how toxic it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, now again, I don't know like the ratio on that. Like you know, I'm not, I'm just saying like shit. For like for me, like had I put, had I not seen that photo of that we saw months ago of Janet and Will sitting down in the theater. I would have came into this expecting like not being thirsty for it, not hoping, but just expecting like something because of how toxic it's been over the years until that final shot in the clip of the trailer, when you see Janet with everybody and plus the context of us seeing that photo of Will and uh, Janet talking, you know, like months prior, 
you know. So I think it's one because I mean, people love Miss. You know, let's not sugarcoat it. People love Miss. People love drama. People love think something to be entertained by, good or bad. But also, like when it's been so toxic, and up until this point, it showed no signs of ever mending. I think people kind of some. Let me again preface this by some. Some just kind of went in expecting it, not hoping for it, but just expecting it. Mm. And I am I am glad that those people won't get what they want there because I mean Fresh Prince is one of those seminal shows of the 1990s of a generation of people who are at the coming of age, like their second coming of age, right? Where like you know our adulthood is no longer like just the risk factory that it once was and we now are making the decisions that are going to make the third and fourth quarters of our life like meaningful in some sense and so to see you know these people who are you know considerably older than us right because they were adult actors at the time when we were kids teens young adults whatever to see them working through it and putting in the you know the effort to be there for each other. You know, I don't know if James Avery being deceased had, you know, a factor on their willingness to work it all out or what, but I'm just glad it's happening. And to the extent that it is possible for other sitcoms and TV shows that we enjoyed in that era, I would like to hope that it could happen for those places, for those uh, placements in those shows as well. Um, like I know Martin is an example and people get upset that Think Piece Twitter, you know, gets mad about portrayals of characters and this and that to do with Martin. But that was a much smaller, much more insular show, right? It didn't have as many auxiliary characters, smaller core, what have you. But like it'd be great if they could work it all out and have like a reunion of a sort. Um it'd be great if like you know, big players on the Wayne's brothers or the James Fox, whatever show it is, right? Places where there's been especially the Jamie Foxx show. Oh my god. Yeah. Like I would love like, a some, reunion of that. Yeah, where some some conflama happened and they had to break the show up, you know, work it out and let's get it back together. I think the one show you would not look forward to that with is Moesha, but you know, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Frank Mitchell. Yeah, sad Saturn sex. One of our best titles. <laughs> I am forever grateful for, for for that moment in this show's history. Yeah. That 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 was that was that was a top tier moment on this show. It definitely was. Top tier. Uh let's see. Speaking of top tier. I Segway Jones. Let's hey. Speaking of top tier. Uh Speaking of speaking of top tier, speaking on the at the top, uh, Megan V. Stallion is having a hell of a year. Another hell of a year at that. Like, that yeah, is, right. Because I mean, twenty nineteen was strong for, but twenty twenty, like, with the limited resources that we all have had in this year, she really took you know chicken shit and made chicken salad out of it because she's won you know was artist of the year, hip hop artist of the year. Yes. Uh, rap, yes, G, uh, rapper of the year. You know, there's been a lot of talk about, oh, well, little baby should have had it, or the baby should have had it, or you know, whatever the case might be. Um, 
But at the BET Awards, Megan Thee Stallion was awarded, you know, Best Artist of the Year. Mm-hmm. And, and was also named GQ's Rapper of the Year. Also, also with GQ. And the, the thing about it is, right, like with these, with these votes, right, these vote tallies, quote unquote, whatever, this isn't the kind of thing where it's like an MVP vote. Where we're going to see like how the votes broke down. But we know that Lil Baby and Megan Stallion were finalists, and Megan Stallion won. I don't think that takes anything away from Lil Baby. Yeah, and that's the like the weird thing on the internet because it's like it, it it listen 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 look listen hey look listen. If you don't listen to Lil Baby, you're not wrong for not listening to Lil Baby. Like I don't like. Here's the thing. If you don't really know Lil Baby's music like that or don't like know him, that's fine. You don't have to know everything. If you only listen to Megan, that is perfectly fine. <laughs> like, who are me to say no to Megan the fucking stallion? But you can't, and again, it's this weird thing that the internet does because I mean, and I've, I've been guilty of it too. Everybody, you know, wants a, a you know, a, sass, a snappy joke, everybody wants a, a quick hitter, you know, the retweets, whatever. You don't have to put down little baby to praise Megan and vice versa. Like vice versa, you could yeah. you could absolutely feel in your heart that little baby had a great year, which I mean he did. I mean he was a fucking finalist for a reason. But right. Megan won because she had a bigger year in the eyes of the voters. Like you don't have to pit the two against each other. But and it's a weird thing because on the one hand, niggas for the most part, not everybody, but for the most part, let's be honest, most niggas are going full misogyny in 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 making their case for little baby. Um, because that's what niggas tend to do. Um, but at the same time, like people who may not be familiar or know little baby are just like, who the fuck is this nigga? Who the fuck listens to little baby? And it's like, okay, all right, you we got we got we got baby birdman, we got the baby, we got little baby, like. Come on, save that. Like, right, like I, I mean, now, I now get it. You know, get, go ahead, be. I'm, I'm sorry. I was saying now was not the time for that clip. Back to you. Right, like I mean, I, I get it. You want to get your little ha ha jokes on funny, funny. I get it, but please shut the fuck up, <laughs> like, cause that shit is so tired. <laughs> like, and then the funny thing was like, like. Whichever way it was, like, little baby didn't even care. Like, he was, he did what he had to do. He had a great year. And like he was not hating on Megan at all, at least from what I saw. Now the baby had some smart, some smart shit to say, which he got a lot to say for a nigga who lost all his fan base because he punched a woman in the face. But you know that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but far as little baby, like he didn't give a shit. He was like, I had a good year. I got money. I had, I got the, you know. I got to have sex with women, you know, consens- consensually. Um, and I'm good. <laughs> Shout out to Megan. That's what I saw. Yeah. And I mean, you can say, oh, he just took the water plate response. Da-da-da. No, no, let's let's not do that. Because if you know anything about Lil Baby, like he is one of them everybody can eat type niggas. Yeah, he's a really kind dude. Like, I don't I don't think it needs to be couched in any, you know, false like Hating shit, basically, right? Because that's 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 what that's his mo. That's what fans are all too willing to do, but it don't have to be uh, 
Peyton. I mean, he like his thing might be no sort of grindstone. Let's see if I can get this in 2021, right? Because one of the things about that whole industry is motherfuckers is hungry, right? And you you never know who is grinding super 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 hard to try to get to that top. Like Young Dolph, like cool ass rap name, unfortunate birth name, but cool ass rap name. Like he might shoot himself off the cannon. You know, it might be fuck. What's her name? Um. Ah, been been on a lot this year. Hell of a flow. Uh, it might be Chica. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next, you you never know, right? Like, who might be the one? So I can understand a little bit of the, man. I wish this could have been my year. But like at the same time, you got to put yourself in those people's position. There's always next year, and if he was to come off salty and pissed and crude about it, that might that might seep into his his next batch of music. And then he won't even be considered for the shit. And once your once your star dims that low, it's over for you. Like there ain't no coming back from that. So put yourself in the Yeah, you end up like, looking like Young Bird. We have to go and change his name because you know that and other reasons. But anyway, let's just move the hell on. <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry. No, I I just wanted to. I'm so sorry. I because I. Listen, I was trying to bring up an article again, highlighting another win of Megan's where she she got a lot of shit dropping. Like she has the new album that's dropping, um, entitled "Good News," that's dropping on the twentieth, if I'm not mistaken. Um, also, the, what I was trying to just pull up, but fucking autoplay ads, autoplay ads are the bane of next to cancer. I wish autoplay ads on websites were a person so I could beat them the fuck up because they are I fucking keep, annoying. Especially- I keep telling you, stop pulling your news from Boston.com. You don't listen to me. <laughs> any goddamn way you get on my fucking nerves any damn way <laughs> megan has her fashion overline that's dropping um on the 18th which is this wednesday if, I'm, if my math is correct um shout out to her making um coming out with a line for the tall the tall and long girls hey i might have to uh might have to get in on that. Indeed. Uh, so again, Megan is winning, and also she dropped a little bit of uh, info as she, um, especially she said in her GQ um, interview, she wants black women to be louder and speak bolder with more confidence and authority, um, as black women well should. Um, she is coming out with more information. Um, about the um, the incident involving Daystar, uh, where she says that uh, basically that nigga tried to pay her not to snitch. Oh man! Oh wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm going back to this Megan Stallion story because what I'm reading is making my heart fucking light up. I want to read this whole quote. You mind? It's gonna take me like a minute. I'm so excited for my fashion line and launch because we're finally getting jeans for the long leg girls. Like fashion jeans have always hugged my booty real good. Fit. Uh, real tight fit, great, great stretch. They always look like a freeze on me. So I was like, Fashion Nova, I don't know what you're going to do, but baby, we need jeans for girls that are 5'8 plus. Everybody not bite size, so I'm super excited about that. The tall girls are finally getting representation, but it's not just about tall girls. I have petite, slim, curvy, whatever you are, we have the jeans for you. I just realized how big of a, how big a, a lack of representation is for curvier girls, taller girls, girls with bigger shoe sizes. Everybody's not just a cookie cutter size. So I want to make sure that starting with this collab, we have better representation with just women in general. 
even with short girls, the jeans are made for skinny short girls. It's not just about the model body. It's about the real body. So this co collection definitely caters to women with curves. I say petite too, but just the girls with the little representation, that's what my collection will really cater to. Let's fucking go. Because if you know two things about me, you know I'm tall as fuck. And also that I be getting my heart broke all the time by the Facebook shoe ads because they stop at size women's 11. And I had to send a Facebook message to God yesterday, you know, telling him that it's a damn shame that he had to put me in a shoe size bigger than 11 because he knows I deserve. Let's just move on. You're doing amazing, Bianca. <laughs> um, and Megan is oh, also I had, doing I had amazing. To, I, had, I had to get that off. Yeah, I, I feel it. I feel it. Um, but yeah, um, Megan said that this nigga Daystar tried to pay her and her friend off to basically not snitch and say what the fuck happened. Uh, which I oh, this is one of those things where like people say that something is happening, but I don't necessarily see it, so I really don't have like a lot to go on. Um, but I saw a little kerfuffle where on the internet where people were saying that it's like they're basically questioning like why Megan is still talking about this or what have you. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, she can say whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> Cause honestly, it's not like it's gonna make a difference in y'all minds anyway. Because the people that are doubting her, even after the nigga literally admitted to shooting her, his damn self, like y'all, y'all ain't gonna change y'all minds any fucking way. So she might as well speak her truth, right? And I mean, also, I mean, again, I don't know how TMZ got it. Um, but remember that story when TMZ broke that they somehow got the text messages, um, from him basically begging her not to say shit to the police and apologizing and shit. So like, I, I don't, I don't get, and again, I didn't see this personally, but again, it's one of the things where like, it's like, well, you, you don't see what people are complaining about. You just see them complaining about whatever they, they say they're complaining about. Right. Um, so again, I can't like, and again, we don't, don't really do like Twitter, Twitter the podcast but listen Megan's can say whatever the fuck she want we all know that nigga shot her it's fuck that nigga for life and that's just that on that yeah it's it's an exhausting story and it's only exhausting because the clear like guilty party in this shit keeps on dragging it out and the problem with the guilty party dragging it out is that there are just enough cronies who believe what he's saying to sit on it and not let this dead story die because I like I'm not over it right like I want her to get the justice she deserves but I am over the notion of people like browbeating her when she's the one who got shot right he didn't get shot she got shot let that let it Stop. Stop being weird, niggas. Right. Anyway, speaking of people who got shot. Um, speaking of some good news, Boosie got shot. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And I make no apologies in saying that. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> Listen, fuck him and everybody who loves him. Fuck that nigga. Boosie got shot. Listen, let me tell you something. I Listen, let me tell you something. I logged on and I saw the report of that, of that nigga getting shot. I was like, and it was like Boosie, uh, Boosie rapper Boosie Badass shot in, shot in the leg in Dallas. And my, and I was like, damn, that poor bullet. I'll be damned. Um, damn shame what it did to that bullet. Um, but yeah, this this nigga Booster got shot in Dallas. Um, after um, after the 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 recently murdered uh, rapper Mo, uh, who was a friend and collaborator of his, um, at some point somebody opened fire on the vehicle Boosie was in, and one of the bullets struck him in the leg. We're told the shooters booked it, and Boosie and Cole made their way to a hospital where he was treated for a gunshot wound below the knee. Uh, yeah, Boosie got shot, and I smiled. That's I mean, what you want me to say, niggas? Is fuck Boosie, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, hey, hey. Uh, actually, no, I'm not, I'm not, I ain't even gonna bring him up. He don't he don't deserve no more airtime on the show. But yeah, um, I uh, aim higher next time. Shit, right? <laughs> like again, that poor bullet. That that poor bullet didn't do its job. Um, sorry to that bullet. Let's move on. Not gonna call uh, it a waste, but you know, I mean, it's not a waste because he still got shot. But ne- next time, aim, aim, aim better, shooters. Aim better. Um. Speaking of better, let's move on to some somebody who is actually a human being that uh oh, treats. Is Vanna White a fashion icon on the low? Um, I'm I'm not gonna say no. Right, I I need to sit with this because okay, right, like you know, we were talking about that briefly earlier, and I pulled up a search of you know, I was like. 20 best Vanna White looks, and you can't find that, but you can find 50, you can find 100, you can't, like... I think... I mean, she's been one of the most visible women on network television for a really long time um, that has ever existed, so... True. I would give her a solid... So if we had to do a tier list, right, like S being the highest and F being the lowest... If I had to give her a tier list, I would give her, I would give her high, I would give her B plus. Yeah, like I, again, this this, this isn't me being a lesbian and being like, yo, what, what if Vanna White, like it's not that at all. It is just like, I am looking at pictures and I am being very objective right now. Like she- Yeah, like I, she, she gives you a good one. Like it's not like, she doesn't give you Met Gala, but she gives you a strong runway, like a strong small runway. Like I'm, I'm here to look as nice as possible while doing the job. Yes, and I respect that. So I, I would give her a high B, B plus. I would give her a B plus. Yeah, like her, her, the the show stylist, which again, that show has a has to have a sizable budget by now. Don't right. I'm sure people want their designs to be worn by her because of how visible she is, but. Yeah, she is okay. No, that that is yeah. Um, yeah, they altered them for her prior to filming, and then they are uh, more or less shipped back to the designer of choice. Like she gets to keep the occasional one, but she really doesn't. 
and I'm reading this other article now that says she's like jeans and sneakers off air. <laughs> right. Mama's like, look, I'm gonna give you these looks while I'm at work, but at, but in the comfort of my while I'm at Kroger, you gonna get these you gonna get these Converse and these jeans that fit me just right. You would walk right past her and not know. Right. I can fuck with that. I can fuck with. Listen, style and profile while you on the while you on the time uh, trial, and then when you off, decompress. Yeah, she apparently uh, supplies most, if not all, of her own shoes. But yeah, she um, yeah, the dresses that's that's designer. The designers get credit in the show credits, and again, with very rare exceptions, she keeps you know very few of them. All right, let's just move on to the next topic because uh, that was that was an unplanned diversion, and it's just again, it was just on my brain, and I just felt like blurting out something on the show once or twice. Every once in a while, I give you this, you know, this lame yap. Anyway, you're doing amazing, John Boy Yega, calling out what I yes, racism, but what seems more like just bad biases that need to be fucking like unbiased, right, or debiased. Yeah. In the film industry, you know, we're talking about casting, we're talking about getting people of certain body types to play people, if you're doing like a biopic or if you're doing a character depiction from a movie to be of that same body type. Um, we remember not long before we started doing a show when the Hunger Games movies came out and people were pissed that Rue had the nerve to be a black girl, even though they described her skin as cinnamon. Yeah. So yeah, bring 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 us in on that one. Yeah, uh, Mr. Boyega, he has uh, been outspoken about the treatment of POC characters, uh, specifically in the Star Wars franchise, which, oof, oof. Listen, st- them Star Wars fans, they are, uh, they are a special bunch. That they, that they, are. Don't have, they are a weird candidate group of folks to be racist like but right i listen all of the you know and there's not much overlap between star wars and star trek although i like to cross them up and make bad jokes about them uh on purpose when one refers to you know like star trek and i'm like ah, i don't really know about the next episode um <laughs> but those those films themselves right like it's it's all about the fight for a more just world like when you boil all the bullshit out like that's what those films are typically about you know, mm-hmm. fight for a more just world on a galactic, in a galactic level. And these motherfuckers are fanatics of these movies and they're racist. It, it, it and blows sexist. my mind. <laughs> it blows my damn mind. Yeah. yeah, and sexist. Yeah, and that's what Mr. Boyega is speaking about. Uh, he is calling on major studios to protect actors from racist and sexist abuse at the hands of online internet trolls. Since he began talking publicly about his experience. He says he has had honest conversations with Disney about what happened. In an interview he did with Variety, Mr. Boyega sent out a call to studios to intervene against um, toxic fandoms. Quote, when one of your actors, especially an actor that's so prominent in the story, is announced as as is announced as part of your franchise, and then it has a big racial backlash and receives online abuse that starts to form a shadow on what is supposed to be an amazing gift. It is important for the studios to definitely lend their voice, lend their support to that and have a sense of solidarity, not just in the public eye, but on the ground set as well. Um, John said, um, he says, you get yourself involved in projects. You're not necessarily going to like everything, but what I have, 
what I would have to say to Disney is do not bring out a black character, market them to be much more important in the franchise than they are, and then have them pushed to the side. It's not good, and I'll say it straight up. I mean, I, I mean, I could, I couldn't agree more. You yeah. know, like that's the other thing. Like, if 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 these studios and these films are going to make uh, a like money on your likeness, um, your blackness, your 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 gender, your identity, if they want, if they are going to make money off you, hold them accountable to hold these toxic ass founders accountable. Yeah. Um, because here's the thing about it, right? You want to open as wide a tent as possible to the people who consume your media. That's how you make your money. Um, you, you, yes, some things do get it done off of niche fandoms and what have you, but for the most part, for something as titanic as like the 007 franchise or like the Star Wars franchise, like those things got there through lots of people's hard work and through a lot of people's interest right and not just casual interest at that the thing about it is when those people who have that really sort of hard interest keep other people like if you have 50 if we had i'm gonna use the show as an example if we had i'm gonna just say for example 100 just really 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 strong fans of this show and their their outward means of appreciation of our show often involved browbeating and harassing and making it hell on new fans to get into it, you and me would have to have a talk and be like, Yo, we got to get these folks the fuck out of here. Hello? Because they're keeping us from going going from 100 to 300 to 500 to 1,000, you know, whatever the progression might be. Right. They are hindering us from doing that. And we, and if, and, and they can't then turn around and, and say how we deserve better and we deserve more and we deserve this and we deserve that. But when more people, more diverse people come to the, because you're, you're going to run out of, you know, to go back to Star Wars fans, but you're going to run out of white people to be interested in the show. You're going to run out of men to be interested in the show. Like, you want to start opening it up to, like, people aren't men, people aren't white, whatever. But if, if your MO is to be toxic about it, you close that off. And when a, a Black person does such an admirable job in the movie, and keeps your, you know, keeps your interest hooked and isn't like solely responsible for your dislike of the film, then you you want necessarily to embrace the diversity he's going to bring as a result of the job that he did so well. And right. when when black women shine, you want them to bring their their fans with them into your enterprise. But there's this fear of the irrational fan that persists and that allows for some level of saying, oh, well, you know, we should consider, no, you don't have to consider all of nothing. You need to tell those people, shake their shit up because what they're doing is unbecoming of what it is that you're producing. Right, it's hurting your bottom line. Yeah, like this, 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 this is capping your potential to be interesting to other people. Listen, if you go on capitalism, capitalism, right, nigga, protect your investment. Right, and this, and and again, this is, you know, this is kind of about that, but it's mostly about people are going to enjoy things, right? And 
whatever that pursuit is that you want to enjoy, as long as you ain't hurting or killing nobody, like, I mean, killing, I don't think any, you know, sure, but hurting some people, hurt me good at least, but <laughs> none of us, a little BDSM. Nobody, nobody's like, yo, let me get into this, this fan, or let me opt into this time I spend to fucking, you know, get pummeled constantly by the people who are fans longer than me. No one gets into anything for that reason. So, right. When it gets like that, and this this can apply to so this applies to any kind of fandom. You know, you talk about uh, auto racing, you talk about hockey, you talk yeah, you talk about video games. Lord knows, I got stories for you. You know, all of these things where you you have this this group of folks who are you know into it have been for a long time, maybe grew up with it, whatever. Maybe it's generational, multi generational, what have you. Uh, that where they have these interests, but they can have the interest. They can't have the monopoly. It's not their property. Doesn't belong to them. They can have strong and 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 very personal relationships, but it don't belong to them. And right. it's up to the proprietors of the intellectual content to start taking it back. Because like John, like you're gonna lose. You're going to lose the fans that he can bring with him yeah. to the franchise. Shit, you might, you, you might even lose him. Yeah, like he might go next. He he'll find greener pastures. He's yeah. a good. He's a great actor. He will find work that will not be hard for him. But this is where he wants to be. This is what he wants to do. This is what he wants to be a part of. And to the extent that they the proprietors of the intellectual property want to have him there they've got to curtail this mm -hmm. yeah point blank period they've got a real shit in yep <sighs> well speaking of being reeled in um we covered a story um months ago um about uh former new york giants um Corner DeAndre Baker, uh, when he was charged in uh, August with four counts of armed robbery stemming from an incident in which Baker was accused of stealing cash and watches from four men at gunpoint at a house party in Miramar, Florida, on May 13th. Well, um, as of today, uh, that shit is a wash. Um, because today all charges were dropped, um, and the attorney for his accusers was arrested for extortion for allegedly soliciting a cash payout on their behalf in exchange for altered testimony. What in the bad boys for hell? <laughs> um, the charges of against Baker were based on three statements by the victims who claimed Baker was one of the assailants. The decision to drop the charges comes after his accusers and other witnesses to the alleged crime have become quote have <clears throat> quote become uncooperative and their credibility is inalterably tarnished, according to a letter from the assistant state attorney Paul R. Valcor of the Broward County State Attorney's Office. The letter also announced that William Dean, an attorney for the three alleged victims, was arrested Monday on extortion related to soliciting cash, as I stated earlier. So, uh... <laughs> they, they, they can't play no more. They that's, can't play no more. No, they, they, that's, they, that's, they, that's where this falls. Um, yeah. And 
where where people's rights have been violated, right? Like I I I am not cheering for that, right? Like if somebody got hammed up or tailed up or broke off or whatever. Like I'm I'm not here for that happening. But as the law enforcement, you are held to a higher standard and you don't get to have feelings about that. You just are. And if you're attaining witness pools or in any way fucking with the unbiased pursuit of that truth and justice, you got to go. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't know none of the people involved. Maybe it truly does suck that, you know, somebody who needs justice ain't going to get it now, right? We boil all the bullshit out that 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 could well be what what is being deprived of the situation as a result of the investigators, you know, malfeasance basically. So I don't know. Like I I wish I felt stronger about it, right? Because again, that's the avenue we have to get justice served until it ain't. And to whatever extent that I'm about abolishing the system, that don't like it ain't abolished right now. So it ain't gonna bring out any solutions for any affected parties. But goddamn, you gotta feel shortchanged. You gotta feel played. You gotta your your confidence in the the police's capacity to do their job effectively has to be eroded. It it has to be eroded. Like that no, like <laughs> Well, that kind of segues perfectly. Your last statement kind of segues perfectly into this these uh, this next story, um, because uh, the Louisville Metro Police uh, concealed at least uh, what was the number we said we was gonna round it up to in pregame? Almost seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, this is, this this is a living thing. Like it might be eight hundred thousand by the time we release this. So, yeah, right. Um, Nine hundred thousand by the time anybody hears it. So right. <laughs> Uh, but basically, they have concealed that many records documenting sexual abuse of Explorer Scouts by two police officers, at least. Uh, they lied to keep the files from the public from the public record show. Uh, the Courier Journal last year requested all records regarding sexual abuse of minors by two police officers in the Explorer Scout program for use um, interested in law enforcement careers uh police officials and the jefferson county attorney's office said they couldn't comply insisting all records had been turned over to the fbi for its investigation but this was not true uh, the journal recently obtained obtained in the in the appeal of its open records case um in fact the department still had these records in which the city allowed to be deleted uh the records could shed light on what on when department and city officials first learned of the allegations of abuse of, of use by officers in the program and what the officials did or failed to do about it. Um, and this kind of just, like I said, Bianca, it kind of said your last statement about like the faith in the, in the police and the system eroding, it kind of segues in it. Cause like one of the big, especially like, you know, online, you know, recently, uh, one of the big things, um, uh, one of the big pushback, the biggest pushback I see against, you know, abolition talking things of that nature is like, well, well, you know, well, who's going to prevent, you know, who's going to prevent abuse? You know, who's going to punish abusers and what are we going to do with rapists and murderers and things like that? And it's like, well, first of all, the motherfuckers that are here that are supposed to do that ain't doing it. Um, 
And, That's number one. And, and then often the ones carrying out the damn abuse themselves. I, you right. I was finna say they either ain't preventing it or handling it or they doing it themselves. Like the thing is, and not to, you know, not to get in my no name bag, but um, which by the way, sidebar, I don't like how y'all talk to no name. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what you say, how you feel about it. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I have said this repeatedly and I'm going to keep saying it and I don't give a fuck if I sound like a broken record. If Malcolm was alive today, you those the same way you niggas are, and by niggas I'm using this gender inclusive, the same way y'all talk to no name, if Malcolm was alive, y'all probably would talk to him the same kind of way. Because I'm, I'm not saying no name is Malcolm X, but what I am saying is, or you know what, let me use a more at least in identity and gender. Let me use a, another comparison. The way that y'all, y'all ain't talking to no name the way y'all talking to Angela Davis and they be on the same exact shit. Like the same shit. Y'all just was using Angela Davis as a weapon to be like if woke ass Angela Davis say she want to vote for Joe, y'all ain't got no excuse. No name literally be on the same, the exact same shit as Angela. Like they talk, Angela be teaching her shit. Like they be on the exact same shit. And I don't see not none of y'all cussing Angela Davis the fuck out like y'all be doing no name. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, moving back from my point, I just had to get that out. Um, the problem with um, the, in my opinion, uh, the problem with the criminal justice system is that it was a system in designed and built by men to punish men for committing crimes which that is destined to fail anyway because tasking men with holding men accountable is destined to fail because men don't hold men accountable you add on top of that race and racism and then you get what we currently have here is where the system is designed or supposed to like prevent crime and punish, you know, people who do unspeakable acts like murder, you know, assault and things of that nature. And half the time, honestly, more than half the time, they don't prevent it. They don't handle it. They don't serve justice. Hell, how many cases we see of niggas, uh, well, excuse me, people, men who are abusers get off Scott fucking free hell. Some of them being fucking clubhouse right goddamn now. Right. So like, I get it because it's like, well, if we abolish stuff and you know, these are such unspeakable acts, like, of course, nobody wants to like have someone who commits this shit go all, go unpunished. But the system that we currently have is was built by the people that usually do these acts. So it's doomed to fail regardless, <laughs> you know, and that sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it really does. Um, and hopefully we can get to a place where I feel like, cause I don't want to say reform cause motherfuckers have been talking about reform like since forever, even before shit, me, you, Bianca, shit, everybody on this network, yeah, our listeners, motherfuckers have been talking about reform, reform, reform since before we was even born and shit's still trash. So yeah, like, I don't like re re reform ain't it right? Like you, you take that word, you stretch it out, look, reform reform this for for what for what for why for who 
for whom for whomst. Damn sure not the people that's most affected by it for goddamn sure. Right. Because you know, we're at the point now where like so okay, so so reforming and then what? Like, okay, so oh oh y'all y'all can kill uh but we might find y'all guilty. It's more of a likelihood we no, 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 no. No. We uh like the the need for that is eroding, right? And and the trust in what we have, like to your point earlier, like I said with Segway, is eroding. Mm. And and we should be to the point now where we see more than ever, like mutual aid efforts and community, you know, sharing, keep people lights on, you know, shit like that. And like, community accountability. Like we can we can do this on our own. We we don't need I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna jump off the. I'm gonna jump off the side of. I'm gonna jump off the curb. I'm gonna say it. We don't need overseers. Cause that's really all the police are. <laughs> that's re- they literally listen. The police literally started as slave catchers. Like literally. Like that's that's it. We that's don't... literally what they were. T- that, that's literally what they were created to do. They weren't created to prevent no goddamn crime. They weren't prevented to be like, oh, if somebody's being assaulted, they can step in. They weren't created for none of that shit. They were created oh. to catch and kill niggas. They 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 became a lot of because we foisted those things upon them. But think about it. Ask yourself if if you're in a in a in a just a generally dangerous situation and you need out of it you don't you don't need what the police were originally designed to do to get you out of it you just don't you don't you don't you don't need like and 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 also the things that draw people to police right is is not really in the sense of helping people it's in the sense of prosecuting them it's in the sense of this this is this is what it is right here. When when an individual who was going a little bit too fast on on the highway on the freeway or whatever, uh, the, the the police hit the lights and then they pull them over. At 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 that very moment, they are looking to build a prosecutable case against you. They're not looking to be your friend. They don't care what kind of day you're having. Their goal is to build a prosecutable case against you. Which unfortunately could lead to your death. Yeah. At the point where they feel they don't have that, they might become, oh, well, you know, just, you know, public service announcement, just, you know, mind your speed, keep your lane, discipline, but like they, they might evolve into that, but they have to evolve. They don't start there. Right. They they start at you are speeding because you just committed a crime and I need to prove what crime you just committed. Yeah, and they that start. Is, at... That is a shitty fucking place to start anything. Imagine, imagine getting out of bed and and starting that highly elevated, right? Like, man, I'm getting out of bed. I'm going to get in a car accident. I'm going to rob somebody. I'm punch somebody in the face. Uh, somebody gonna die at my hands. Um, I'm throwing a chair at a motherfucker. Like, can you imagine waking up starting your day like that? Like, you just start on, you don't even start your day on 10, you start your day on 12. Right. Like, you, and, and, and what it, it, it takes somebody proving to you, hey, I don't deserve to have a fucking chair thrown at me because I'm just in line at the bank. Okay. I guess I won't throw it. No. No, 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 no. Like it, it, it takes innocent until proven guilty, and it turns it on its head. And we see this 
time after time after time after time after time. I don't need to enumerate the names of the cases or the cities or the nothing, the years to prove it. We got all the data we need. It is time to move the fuck on from this. Like, yeah, y'all had a good run. Shout out to those of you who didn't fuck with anybody's life. But too right, many all ten of you, and, and too too many of you have directly, and too many of you support the ones who do, indirectly and directly in many cases, to to where th- this this is no longer need. This is no longer a public good. This is no longer beneficial to as wide a tent as possible. You've closed the tent on how beneficial you that 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 system is. You've closed the tent on who truly stands to and and we see it every day we see the bias they they resist bias training yeah some of the people who need to have the most unbiased opinions on the citizens in the cities in which they serve yeah resist just how about we train to be a little bit better at that they they fought tooth nail claw fist throat, mouth, neck, hands, feet, all of it to not be better trained at sussing out their own biases. And that is the thing that should tell you everything you need to know about the state of it and how necessary it is going forward. Yeah, like I just today read an article like about right here in Atlanta, which the context of it was that I saw an article where... um, because I mean, of course, we didn't talk about it, but of course, I mean, if you you've been living on the fucking rock, we know that Joe um, is the president elect and Kamala is the vice president elect. And I saw an article that Keisha Lance Bottoms is being considered. Not that anything is in concrete, but she is being considered for um, a, a, a role in Joe's cabinet. I think the like the exact same role excuse me, like if not the exact same role, but a similar role that Ben Carson had in 45s. And (laughs) let me tell you, everybody that was here in Atlanta and the Metro was like, because again, and I told you, Bianca, and I've said this many times, like, um, and and I did, I couldn't, you know, participate because I don't live in the actual city, but you know, what happens in the actual city is so affects the surrounding metro. And the last race, we the Atlanta had to choose between an openly racist white lady and Keisha, who's you know, yeah, you know, black woman, black woman male, but like her politics at at best are center, at worst are center are center right. Yeah, like she and she's, she's doing that thing where she's trying to not lose what white support she has, right? And what what winds up happening is a lot of passage of you know legislature or support for legislature that don't serve the interest of let's keep it real. Atlanta's a black ass city. Don't yeah. serve the interest of that black ass contingency. Yeah, and the, and the and thing with that, that is, is like because uh, like and this honestly ties. What the article that I'm referring to that I saw today directly ties into everything we're talking about. What you just said about like not serving, you know, black people and the police and stuff. Because the article I read, well, one thing I what what have I always said? One the, the one of the first things Keisha did when she got when she was you know voted mayor is increase the peace fund. Like that's one of the first things that she did. Yeah, 
Um, and you saw an uptick in, in police here. Not even again, not just in the in the city, but the surrounding metro, like the whole goddamn metro. And one of the articles that I read was from an ex police officer of Keisha's, you know, staffing, where they specifically were targeting black sections of Atlanta and the metro to basically arrest black people in order to kick them out so they can gentrify to make room for white people. And yeah. that's and that's, that's one of the things that's that's one thing that's on Keisha hands. Like the gentrification when she got elected was bad. It's still bad. Yeah, and you, the the problem with gentrification is how closely related it is to capitalism, right? Yeah. And therefore how difficult it's going to be for any one mayor in any one city where this shit is happening to be completely held off or reversed, right? But one of the things again that I like about, you know, these these covid times is that it has shown people the collective will of like when, when when the people unite and show their collective will to the governing bodies that govern where they live, and I'm not gonna use the phrase to oversee that because with 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 governance, there's always there's always the need to at least like play the game to give and take, right? Like versus the police where there, there's no such need, right? And it is like they're just looking to take, 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 take. Uh, there won't be much giving going on. And when they do, they gotta make spectacle about it to keep from pointing out how bad they are. But in in, in governance, in, in something resembling ideal governance, the collective will of the people can agitate for changes to be made at their local levels, right? I'm not talking about this national shit, at their local levels. And yet it's one of those things at the same time where it's like the money is, ugh, it's such a hard enemy to fight, right? Like. Because the ones with the money are going to push the hardest for, hey, just let us have all this land so we can build a hospital. Not, not telling you, like the thing they're not saying when they say, oh, clear out this land, let us build a hospital is that that's basically step 0 0.5. Right? It's not quite step one because hospitals are civic public goods all around. But when you put a new hospital in the neighborhood, that hospital signifies when you move here, you're going to be safe. They don't signify when you're already here, you're going to be safe. Mm. And so what happens next? You put the hospital in. Oh, well, what's what's around the hospital? Oh, th this was a this was an old storage barn. This was an old this was an old that, you know, this is old, you know, government cafeteria, whatever the case might be. This could be luxury housing. This could be condos. This could be a quick little shopping, you know, a little mini shop shopping strip here. Uh, this can be some boutique restaurants. And the next thing you know, like steps one through whatever terminal number you want to assign it of gentrification are happening. And it's, it's again, if you, if you don't follow the hospital trail, it's never quite that neat step one. But if you do follow it, it's there. And it will show itself to you. It's happening in New Orleans. It's happening in Atlanta. It's happening in Portland, San Francisco. It's happening. It's happening in Brooklyn. Right, and yeah. you talk about what what Brooklyn meant in terms of the culture for hip hop and whatnot for close to forty years. It's happening in Brooklyn now. Yeah, and like, I mean, shit. I mean, Chicago. Let's. And, I mean, and but that's what I'm saying. Like, and and sometimes, unfortunately, 
black faces aid in that because I mean let's shit keep it a book Pe- mm-hmm. speaking of Brooklyn shit Beyonce's husband he, he had a hand in that gentrification yeah I mean you look at New Orleans and I mean the names aren't as easily identical and obvious but it, it is it is old money that decided it had enough of the suburbs and is going back to the city and mm-hmm. when you have the money you can be able to go where you won't so when too many niggas was working in the hospitals and in the hotels and driving their buses and what have you, it was, oh, no, we can't live amongst y'all. So, all right, we, like, the the Lake Pontchartrain Causeway is literally a white flight bridge in New Orleans. Like, they were like, we got to go. We were going to cross this lake at the middle of this motherfucker right. to get the hell away from y'all. It's, people we- say it's, a ter- it's not as bad as it looks. Like, yeah, it's weird that for 24 miles ain't nowhere to stop, you know, except for like a couple of medians that they built. I get it. It ain't that bad a drive, but the significance of how like the landscape changes is monumental. And you got to know it's just a matter of time before all them folks out there decide, I'm tired of driving into the city to have a city experience. I just want to live in a city now. Yep. And then what they're going to do, they're going to buy all these people who can't, you know, whose jobs were impacted by COVID. Who can't pay the rent no more? Not because they don't want to pay the rent, but because the money just ain't there. You know, we. And that's the other part. Like, yeah, like the, the secondary effect of Katrina, right? But it's that they're just gonna shuffle people to where they want them. Yeah, and that's the other part about it. Like the once the gentrification happens, now the cost of living is going up. But the cost of living is going up, but the wages ain't. Exactly. Exactly. Again, another byproduct of cap- capitalism. Why this shit is not feed. Listen, listen, listen. That the, and we see the CEOs who have had enough of the suburbs and want to move back into the cities have seen their their earnings skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Their workers who they whose homes they they, they want either because it's close to the landmarks or just in a reasonable spot part of the city or it's close to the stadium or whatever. They gonna have to find somewhere to go. Only the last time that we did this, right? Because this was, you know, a lot of the white flight stuff was post civil rights. That was supposed to be the last time we did it. This wasn't supposed to happen again, and now it's happening. So it's like, what do we, what do we do with these people whose wages, again, like you said, have not climb significant with or commensurate with uh the, the the cost of living and you know the the one example the, the neatest example i use of this all the time is how necessary it is to have the internet and the internet ain't it ain't like the old phone bill where you know you pay 29.99 to you know bell south or whoever and you had you had telephone access the internet costs double that yeah you know, and like the internet damn near costs as much as rent. I mean, it ain't, it, it's a utility. Like it is, it is a utility for certain. Like, you know, you talk about the lights, you talk about the, you know, I don't want to mention the cable because the cable ain't really necessary. You talk about the, the lights, you talk about the gas, you talk about, you know, the heating or the, or the AC. The internet is right there with that. Now the internet's great because it's typically a flat rate. You don't, you don't pay more or less for it based on how much you use it. You subscribe for the amount you need and you're good to go. But 
that alone, right? And and the thing is, if you don't have it, you're behind twice because you don't have the access, and it kind of shows you don't have the budget to have the access, right? And so when you ain't got the internet, you you are behind. And when I was, you know, when I was coming of age for the first time, you know, I was in high school, I had dial up, you know, one year out of the four. It didn't significantly impact, like it had an effect, but it didn't significantly impact, impact my capacity to like get my work done and so that, like my school had computer labs, so on and so forth. But now if you ain't got the internet at home, you can't do, you can't do at home learning right now and what we're going through currently. You can't learn if you don't have the internet and that should be terrifying. And it's so expensive. It's so damn expensive. Yeah. This has been uh, kind of long winded to say we need these. Listen, these systems have to go. They have to. They have to. We listen. The collective. We cannot s- survive if by clinging to capitalism. We cannot survive by clinging to the pos- the system of policing. We cannot survive by clinging to the prisons. Like, and some of those things were like, I get it. Like it tests you because shit, what we talked about earlier, like we won't, they start to go to jail. We do <laughs> like, I, I, cause fuck that nigga. But at the same time, long-term we cannot survive clinging to this shit. No. And if anything, this, if anything, this, this pandemic has shown us like and shit, not even this this pandemic, our planet. If anything, our planet is telling us, if you if y'all do not get this shit together, you are going to die. You are you done? Yeah. Um, and speaking of done, because I we sh- we should probably go ahead on and tack this on, do a quick hit on it, and get to the break. But the Boy Scouts of America has damn near another 100,000 cases of sexual assault filed against them. It is a large factor in how broke they are as a institution. Listen, um, they some broke boys. God, y'all some and, broke boys. And it is, it is telling that, you know, and the Boy Scouts actually, like, there, there is quantifiable good in a lot of what the Boy Scouts do. It's unfortunate that this shitty fucking misbehavior you know follows along with that but they're going down at at the cost of a much lower number of cases than the police who were trying to get people interested in becoming police like the boy scout you were already there right like you were like a, an eagle scout or a, a cub scout or i don't know what the damn terms are but you like you got in and you were you were there like you were a member um, you paid your dues, you went to your meetings, you were a member. Um, but they, that, that is a sinking ship. And I remember people complained when they made their shift to like just being, you know, Scout America or whatever they were going to call it because they were like, ah, we should totally let girls in because girls can benefit from the skills we teach too, which again, that, that is, you know, there's a quantifiable good in that. And, you know, people lost their fucking minds and didn't realize the real thing to lose their fucking minds about was how many, like, fucking sexual assaults there were going on in, you know, the Boy Scouts. Hello? So, yep, one institution crumbles under the weight of its own malfeasance. One institution thrives in it. 
How fucking backwards is that? Boy Scouts is opt-in. The police is opt-in as an adult. And one group is revered. One group is, again, going to... It's 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 public good is going to get lost under the weight of these you know it ain't everybody in Boy Scouts right it, they they ain't all bad actors and I think in a case like that where accountability chains look a little differently it could be that you know people didn't know I don't I don't know that's not a life I came from I don't really feel that great speaking to it to be perfectly honest but if it can happen to them it can happen to the police and it needs to yeah. And that's why I'm gonna that's why I'm gonna end that that thought train. Indeed. So we have been going on for a while, a bit longer than we thought we would, but we had things that needed to be said, important things. So we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about some bullshit. All right. Hey, this is Bree of Mama Meets World. Every two weeks, my show is live. It's a safe and special place for black mothers and the people who love us. So for more about the Black Motherhood experience, make sure you subscribe to my show. I'm sure you'll love it. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash FlawlessNoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, coworkers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. And we're back, and we're going to wrap up the show with some HBCU fashions. Um, like we always do at this time. Right. We we got to hit y'all with some trash. And, uh, uh, well, trash is as trash does. Just look at Frank Mitchell. Um, let's start here <laughs> with our favorite school. <clears throat> Me and my boyfriend been fucking loud as hell at his mama house all week because we thought no one was home during the day. His mom told us his little bro been home all week from school. So he been listening to me crying over his brother. I can't even look him in the eye no more. Fam you. <laughs> Y'all don't traumatize the damn baby. <laughs> for life what is oh man no mm. <laughs> y'all don't scar that, that help his little his little brother to end up thinking you having a goddamn exorcism and shit, <laughs> shit. y'all oh my god There's the like... exorcism of thoroughly rose i tell you what oh. why are you fucking at his mama house girl what what is wrong with y'all <laughs> Oh, see, this is <laughs> like, it, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm not 
that mad at the plan, but damn, y'all ain't clear the house once first. Right, like I'm mad at the plan because they ain't clear the house. Like if you, listen, what I always say, if you're gonna fuck her, it literally in this case, if you're gonna fuck, fuck expeditiously. Nigga, y'all needed to clear everything. Everything, everything. Y'all needed to listen, y'all needed to goddamn surveillance that motherfucking house and make sure we're nobody there before y'all did to do. Now y'all done fucking scarred his little brother. He in here goddamn trying to play Animal Crossing on the Switch here and you goddamn scream for the heavens because you get some dick. Now you like goddamn listen, location, lo location and planning. Okay. Listen, I get it. I get it. It's COVID. Y'all home. Hopefully y'all not on campus. I get it. But listen, planning. Y'all needed to scope that motherfucker out. And oh. now you don't freaked out his little brother. He gonna be scarred. He gonna need therapy. Oh my goodness. This he gonna is, need talk space. This is one of the wildest like first sessions we've had in a while. Right. Can we just move on? Yes, we can. <laughs> my man refuses to introduce me to his family something tells me that I'm a side piece because why would he hide me like that Howard he okay that, I mean mm. she left out a very important detail which is how long they've been together that part but yeah also possibly At Yes, possibly. It depends on how long they've been they've been together. If y'all yeah, been like, talking for like what a week, then girl, ain't nobody introducing nobody that goddamn fast. Yeah, but if I, I got a feeling that they probably somewhere in that like we met post COVID and you know we hit it off. I, I'm guessing they're somewhere in that range. Yeah, and she. I mean, she's clearly caught feelings. Obviously. Now is trying to navigate the notion of well, if I got feelings, then this needs to be a more complete dynamic between us. And he, for his part, is like, yeah, we're not there yet. And right. so, again, a lot of like most of my opinion on this hinges on how long they've been. Like, if it's been almost two years, yeah, girl, you need to. Like, yeah, nah, if it's been like, like you, need, <laughs> you need to either accept your fate or just move on. Yeah, like, like. like... <laughs> Like at this point, y'all eject. If y'all, if it's been two plus years, you a jacket head song at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, y'all ain't getting no, yo, no younger. I'm just oh, oh my god, you are so wrong for that. I mean, it's it's the truth though. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, if it's two plus years, girl, I mean, good luck. But, like, if y'all just started talking, like, what, a week, like if maybe? It, like, yeah. if, if, the, if the best way, if the best term length you can describe this way is months, right? Like, if you if you, if you you can't even say, like, almost a year or, like, close, like, you can't say, if it's still, like, the most honest interpretation of y'all's situation is months, then that ain't no big. And then, girl, it's a pandemic. The, the man, parents might be old and... You can't be around them because yeah, it's also it's also a pandemic. I mean, we also have, also have to remember this. It's a whole pandemic outside. A panty, if you will. Shout out to Twitter. Uh, <laughs> that is hilarious. That that shit is hilarious to me. That is that is one of the only good things to come out of this pandemic. Panty and steamy. 
Yeah, but uh, but yeah, girl, it's a it's a pan, it's a whole panty outside. That nigga probably ain't been able to speak to his granny in a minute. It's fine. Well, he it's, probably speak to her. He probably just can't see her. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like in 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 these times, there might be a good reason. Like that. That's kind of where I am with it, right? They, maybe not, but maybe, right? Right. It's and like you, make, you can't rule it, you can't rule it out because niggas, but also it's a pandemic. Yeah, just uh, just be careful. Keep your heart three stacks. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Um also literally keep your three stacks because again, we're in a pandemic. Um mm. next one. Uh uh mm. Okay. <laughs> Bear with me, friends. Cause we're about to go left. All right. Strap in. Uh <laughs> Is that a euphemism. I, I yeah. <laughs> maybe, possibly, maybe. Oh, um okay. <laughs> start reading, goddamn. So someone continuously fucked me in my ass, then made me feel guilty about it, even when even about fucking with them in the first place, then decided to make you feel unimportant. Wouldn't that make you feel like they robbed everything from you? What would you do in this situation? I'm gonna read that again because reading this yeah, confused yeah, shit out of me. That, there's there's a lot there. My camera's off, but yeah, I had a like you I'm glad you heard my look of confusion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was confused reading it, friend. Okay, I'm going to read it again. So someone continuously fucked me in my ass, then made me feel guilty about it, even fucking with them in the first place, and then decided to make you feel unimportant. I'm assuming they meant to say made me feel unimportant, but they decided to feel put you, so that's what I read. Wouldn't that make you feel like they robbed everything from, robbed you from everything? What would you do in this situation? MSBU. I, I think I would have just taken that to the grave. Yeah, I think like, this is one of those you got to take this on in private. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe invest in therapy. Like I feel like whoever this person was that you had sex with, y'all consented and agreed to anal sex. It doesn't seem like you enjoyed it too much. Um, and it doesn't seem, and it seems like they for whatever. Oh, no, they consented to it a lot. Like I think the, the non-enjoyment came after the fact. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that's my honest read on this. Like it, it was a uh, like I was with it till I wasn't, you know. Yeah, and also like the the person you did it with made you feel small for whatever reason, which is a them problem, not a you. But unfortunately, you suffer the consequence from it. Um, mm. but, and I feel like that's not your fault. Um, I feel like you should seek therapy and try to work this out but you damn sure shouldn't have told the internet yeah yeah this 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 was a this was for the therapist couch fam like what yeah what you want us to do with this like because i mean was... like this, this like i have to figure out you literally talking about actual like you bent over and took it or like you just got fucked over and that's your way of saying you got like Okay, and this person probably has some position of influence over some things that you had going on socially, and now you can't do that. But girl, what the hell are you trying to do social things for anyway? It's a goddamn pandemic. Um, and also like sort your thoughts out for you, right? Shit like this. Cause yeah, because girl, your subject verb verb agreement. <laughs> it it was Oof. it was not on hit today. Um Mm-mm. 
Yeah, next time, like, put this in the drafts and and DM it to somebody. Yeah. In the words of Curtis, hashtag keep it in our missions. This should have been in the group chat. Right. This was this was one for your girlfriends or whoever, <laughs> or you your, know. Or your boyfriends or your they friends or yeah. your non-binary friends. Your whoever your, friends. Your gender fluid friends, your uh you know, just your friends. Not not for not for us. I mean, thanks for the content and all, but not for us. Right, right. Like thank you for the content, but I we could not do nothing with this for you. I am so sorry, beloved. I couldn't. I couldn't give you help. Like I felt. I feel guilty getting. I can give you a verb. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) I can. I can give you a comma because you damn sure need it. Quite a few. (laughs) (laughs) You imagine that on Wheel of Fortune? I'm sorry to go back to this again today. (laughs) Can I buy a punctuation mark? Right. I would like to buy an exclamation, uh, exclamation point. Uh, I would like to buy a bird. Can I, can I, can I buy a comma? <laughs> can I purchase an adjective? Because, woo. Mm. Uh, All right, okay. last one. Last one. Let's, which, what do we got? My baby mama don't want my girlfriend around our child. But yet it's okay for her to have a bunch of niggas coming over running trains on her and shit. She says that she says that since it's her job, it's okay. I'm about to get full custody because she got me fucked up. Anonymous, aka fam you. Wait, 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 wait. Run that by me again. I think I missed the detail at the beginning. Okay. My baby mama don't want my girlfriend around our child. But yet it's okay for her to have a bunch of niggas coming over, running trains on her and shit. She says that since it's her job, in quotations, it's okay. I'm about to get full custody because she got me fucked up. Anonymous. AKA fam you. I um Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um and one of, one of the things I always try to do when it comes to matters of like children being present, right? Like, I mean, I laughed at the first one, granted, but yeah, like if, if she if she's doing that with the kid there, like that is, you know, there, there's some other social considerations that need to be made beyond the pale of like, this my child, what the fuck? Um, yeah. But at the, at, at the same time, like, I don't know. I I just I just think that the establishment of this two way boundary should have like been happened. Yeah, this is this is something that should have been established, and you should not have wrote it on on the internet, even though this is anonymous. But we know it's fam you, um, because she, with you put in job and quotations, I'm going to assume that your baby mama is a sex worker. Which mm-hmm. I mean, sex worker is her job, and if one, if if her job being a sex worker is um, engaging in trains or threesomes or whatever the fuck you want to call it, that is her right and her pejorative. Um, now, doing it while the child is there, that is, I think, that's valid to cause of concern. Um, however, um, the 
the nature of this co-parenting thing is already tumultuous because according to you, she don't want your girlfriend around y'all child for whatever reason. Um, but it seems like she doesn't want you having an issue with her work, if which again, I'm assuming she's a sex worker, which I get. But again, doing the sex work while the child is there is where I am confusion. <laughs> Like, get your paper, boo-boo, get your coins, but we don't need a situation where your son, y'all child is going to end up scarred like the like the little brother in the first right. <laughs> Like, we don't need that. We don't need that. Um, so this seems like something that y'all should have worked out, this co-parenting slash co, you know, yeah, co-parenting, like this co-parenting thing while you have a girlfriend and while she is doing sex work, this is something y'all should have figured out a long time ago and not wrote to the internet about. Hello. Because uh, you get in full custody now, I mean, okay, go off, but if y'all would have established something healthy, you, like, basically you could pick up the y'all child while she's doing a sex work and none of this would have been an issue. Right. Easy solutions. Easy solution. Easy solutions that did not require you writing this shit on the internet. Yep. Because now and, you done gave us some content. Right. Not in, and speaking of content, we're going to go ahead and wrap the content up. Uh, we would like to thank y'all so much again for your time investment with us. Again, this was... This was us doing a makeup assignment, right? So we went a little bit longer than we typically like to, but yep. we hope that we made up for the absence in a week. And we hope that we made that up at no cost to like the amount of time you're willing to invest in us. Uh, we welcome feedback on that. And having said that, we are, you know, keeping our usual schedule. Otherwise, just last week was a lot for both of us. And this week we were like, yo, we're getting back to it. We need this. So thank you for listening. Shout outs to you. Uh, you made it this far, tell a friend about us and just be like, hey, like, this is a pretty cool podcast to listen to and they be, they be getting after the issue. That's that's pretty dope. You should check it out. Uh, I feel like this would be a good episode to introduce people to our podcast to even. You know, they can listen to it in bits and pieces. You can go back. You can, you know, you can listen for a little bit and come back later. You know, because we, we keep it rolling. We keep it fresh. We keep it good. And we do it for you. So once again, many thanks to you. Um, Jeremy, you got any final words? Um, my final words. Um, uh, listen, let me tell you something. Look, listen, hey, look, we said before last week, before the election, we said, well, at least I know I said, and I and Bianca pretty much agreed with me, is that whatever happens with this fucking election. Black people do not need to be arguing with each other about these damn white folks. And lo and behold, what the hell happened? Black people were arguing amongst each other about these damn white folks. And <laughs> I listen, look, listen, hey, listen, niggers of <laughs> black people. Listen, we are all we got. Okay, no matter like wh whatever side of the spectrum you on, whether you are a leftist, 
uh, and again, this is an Africans only conversation. I'm talking when I'm talking in the context of this, what I'm about to say, I'm talking about black people specifically. Whether you are a radical, whether you are a leftist or you identify as those, whether you are someone who uh, just the the all you know is to try to work within the system because you don't know nothing else. If you are someone who is trying to do both, if you are someone who is just scared and doesn't you know know what the fuck is going on, which is totally fine. Um, whether you are someone that is just divested from the system because, you know, for reasons that we articulated earlier in the episode, it is a goddamn shit show that is beyond reform. Listen, wherever you fall on this, on, on it, if you black, um, unless you're a coon, because if you're a coon, fuck you. But everybody else, this shit is not our fault. It never was our fault. It ain't never going to be our fault. Uh, we all we got. Uh, we need to come together. Uh, we need to come together with our brothers and sisters across the pond. Because while we may not have the numbers here necessarily, there is global, there is power in global blackness. Um, I think we said maybe what, like, like if not two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, like that's what all this, you know, uh, and not to be the dead horse, but I said it earlier, like y'all be shading no name, but she be dropping sources, materials, things that we can all read and learn from and build community and network with not only with ourselves, but also people across the pond that are on the same shit. If we are going to dismantle and top of this shit, which is possible, which we can. And basically we, we need to stop this shit. We need to stop arguing amongst each other because all this shit is white people's fault. All of this shit is white people's fault. Oh, they are right there. They are they are more. right there to blame. They are right there to cuss out. They are right there to look all the frustrations and problems you have that you will probably argue with a black person about. White people are right there. They right there. That's all I'm saying. Indeed. And my closing note is going to be on a much lighter note. Find me on Among Us. My username is yay, it's you. All one word. I'm celebrating the fact that you are here. And I actually got it off of a welcome mat that I saw, believe it or not. And I was like, oh, that'll make a cool uh, Among Us name. What's your name on Among Us? Um, I just use my default one because I have a, like, I, I made an entire, like, Discord server for Among Us. As a matter of fact, I think them niggas is playing in there now. Because I usually only play on the weekends when I have time because I be working. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, get into Among Us. Among Us is fucking Among Us is fucking lit. It's it's fun, like as long as you don't have a room full of 12 year olds. Like if it's a couple of them, it's fine usually, but like Yeah. You, you, need, you need people capable of thinking. To, to yeah, you need not, not only do you need people capable of thinking, you also need people people capable of reining it in when it gets a little too um too spicy for the pepper, as Vaughn says. Because mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, it can it can get it can get to be a lot. It can get to be a lot. It's fun, but it can get to be a lot. Uh, but yeah, that's it. We're gonna get up out of here. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you back next week. Peace. Oh, see y'all next time.